Exalt, let them exalt the hosts of heaven. Exalt, let angel ministers of God exalt. Let the trumpet of salvation sound aloud our mighty King's triumph. Be glad, let earth be glad as glory floods her, ablaze with light from her eternal King. Let all corners of the earth be glad, knowing an end to gloom and darkness. Rejoice, let Mother Church also rejoice, arrayed with the lightning of his glory. Let this holy building shake with joy, filled with the mighty voices of the peoples. Therefore, dearest friends, standing in the awesome glory of this holy light, invoke with me, I ask you, the mercy of God Almighty, that he who has been pleased to number me, though unworthy, among the Levites, may pour into me his light unshadowed, that I may sing this candle's perfect praises. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit, lift up your hearts, we up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God, it is right and It is truly right and just, with ardent love of mind and heart, and with devoted service of our voice, to acclaim our God invisible, the Almighty Father, and Jesus Christ, our Lord, his Son, his only begotten who for our sake paid Adam's debt to the Eternal Father, and pouring out his own dear blood, wiped clean the record of our ancient sinfulness. These then are the feasts of Passover, in which is slain the Lamb, the one true Lamb, whose blood anoints the doorposts of believers. This is the night when once you led our forebears 
Israel's children from slavery in Egypt and made them pass dry shod through the Red Sea. This is the night that with a pillar of fire banished the darkness of sin. This is the night that even now throughout the world sets Christian believers apart from worldly vices and from the gloom of sin, leading them to grace and joining them to his holy ones. This is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. Our birth would have been no gain had we not been redeemed. Oh, wonder of your humble care for us, O love, O charity beyond all telling, to ransom a slave you gave away your son. O truly necessary sin of Adam, destroyed completely by the death of Christ. Oh, happy fault that earned so great, so glorious a Redeemer. Oh, truly blessed night, worthy alone to know the time and hour when Christ rose from the underworld. This is the night of which it is written, The night shall be as bright as day. Dazzling is the night for me, and full of gladness. The sanctifying power of this night dispels wickedness washes faults away, restores innocence to the fallen, and joy to mourners, drives out hatred, fosters concord, and brings down the mighty. On this your night of grace, O Holy Father, accept this candle, a solemn offering, the work of bees and of your servants' hands, an evening sacrifice of praise, this gift from your most holy church. 
But now we know the praises of this pillar, which glowing fire ignites for God's honor. A fire into many flames divided, yet never dimmed by sharing of its light. For it is fed by melting wax, drawn out by mother bees to build a torch so precious. O truly blessed night, when things of heaven are wed to those of earth and defined to the human. Therefore, O Lord, we pray you that this candle, hallowed to the honor of your name, may persevere undimmed to overcome the darkness of this night. Receive it as a pleasing fragrance and let it mingle with the lights of heaven. May this flame be found still burning by the morning star, the one morning star who never sets, Christ your Son, who coming back from death's domain has shed his peaceful light on humanity and lives and reigns forever and ever. Whose feast is this? Whose resurrection are we celebrating? Jesus. Jesus. It's the answer I thought you were going to give. We sang in the exalted just a moment ago, this is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. But that answer is only partially right. If we said that we're celebrating the fact that Jesus of Nazareth, who had been crucified, was brought back to life and left the tomb, we would be only telling half of the story. And if we listen carefully to these beautiful readings that we've just heard from the Old Testament, this rich choice of readings, we'll realize that it's not just his feast day and that it's not just his, his resurrection that we're celebrating. Because the resurrection that we are celebrating is also our resurrection. It's your 
resurrection. A moment ago we sang in the Alleluia, the psalm of the Alleluia. We sang these words. The Lord's right hand has triumphed. His right hand raised me up. I shall not die. I shall live and recount his deeds. That wasn't just Jesus speaking. That was each one of us speaking. Those are our words. Those are the words that should be in our hearts, on our lips, this evening, in this vigil. Because St. Paul tells us, in the last reading that we heard, just after the Gloria, this beautiful reading from the letter to the Romans, that when we were baptized... We went into the tomb with him in death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, so we too might live in newness of life. It's not just Jesus' resurrection that we're celebrating. It's our resurrection. Because they are one. When Jesus rose from the dead, he brought us with him. Ever since that day, when a priest poured a bit of water on your forehead and said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you have been living of the resurrection. It became that day a force at work in your life so that you could live a new kind of life that this world had never seen before. That force has been operative throughout your life Saving you from sin. Strengthening you against temptation. Being with you in those times of trial. In those times of difficulty. That strength that you received at your baptism. That life which you received. Is the life of the risen Christ. And that's what we're celebrating today. In a very particular way, we are celebrating it with a powerful joy around Aquavi and Stephanie, who are going to receive the sacrament of baptism during this Easter vigil. Ever since the earliest days of the church, this celebration has been a celebration of Christ's resurrection, and it's also been the day when baptism has been celebrated. That adults who wanted to enter into the church were plunged into his death because we've always known that when we were plunged into Christ's death, we were plunged into his resurrection and a new life was given to us. And we're about to see it. We're about to see that happen with two new members of our church. 
What a joy for all of us. What an incredible day. The greatest day for them. But what a joy for all of us to be there, to witness that new life springing up again, associating new members to Christ's resurrection. We're celebrating that. It's a feast day of the church, a feast of the chosen people of God. And that's why we read this powerful third reading taken from the book of Exodus. It told us of the way in which Moses led the people of Israel through the Red Sea. That moment where a whole people was saved from death and stood on the other side of the Red Sea, saved, singing the praises of God. It's a prefiguration of the church. That's what we should feel like when we come to church on a Sunday. These people who've been saved from death and in whom the praises of God just can't be kept in. They break out as we see the salvation that God has accomplished for us. This saving regeneration that we're celebrating tonight is that life that animates the whole church. The whole community of the believers. Because we are Christ's body. The church is the body of Christ. When Christ rose with his body from the tomb, he brought us with him. It's a feast day also of sinners. It's the beautiful feast day of sinners today. It's the day when we're celebrating the resurrection of sinners. Their resurrection, be it past, present, or future. We heard in the seventh reading, in the reading taken from the prophet Ezekiel, how God can take hearts made of stone, Hearts, prisoners to idolatry. Hearts that are wallowing in defilement. And replace them with a new heart. A living heart. That's what God accomplishes for sinners. That's this incredible miracle. That God works. Every time a sinner converts. Every time you go to the confessional. And confess a mortal sin. And God brings you back. Changes your heart from a heart of stone. Into a heart of flesh. It's a feast day. Also. For all those who are unhappy. All those. Who are wounded. All those. Who are hurting. The heartbroken, abandoned wives and husbands, widows, widowers, all those who are struggling with mental illness, all those who feel worthless. Because 
as we heard in the fourth reading taken from the prophet Isaiah. God, through Jesus' resurrection, is saying to them, is saying to you, with everlasting love, I have taken pity on you. Unhappy creature, storm-tossed, disconsolate, see, I will set your stones on carbuncles and your foundations on sapphires. I will make rubies your battlements, your gates crystal, and your entire wall precious stones. God sees you. He wants to pour his love into your heart through this great miracle of the resurrection. He wants to clothe you with the beauty and the worth and the dignity of the risen Christ, symbolized by these precious stones. It's a feast day today, not just for us, not just for the church, but for all the nations. In the second reading, we heard about the sacrifice of Abraham. And in it, we had this prefiguration that a sacrifice would be provided by God on behalf of all humanity, even for those who don't know it. All nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your descendants as a reward for your obedience. We're celebrating that because of Jesus' obedience, Jesus' loving gift to the Father, blessings have poured upon our earth. Blessings have poured upon every human soul that walks in God's world. Whether they know it or not, Christ is pleading for them to his Father. Christ is pleading to the Father for them on their behalf. I was thinking about that earlier. I was in the park. I went for a run. All these people who were celebrating because it's bank holiday weekend and because it's sunny. And there was lots of people in West Ham Park as I, as I ran around the park this afternoon. It's their feast too. They're celebrating. They don't really know what they're celebrating. But God has blessed them. And Jesus intercedes for them so that we can have hope. They too are called to the resurrection. Jesus laid down his life for each one of them. It's the feast day today of all creation. We heard in the first reading this passage, the very beginning of the book of Genesis, where we hear of the way in which God placed man and woman as the crown, the crowning glory of this beautiful 
bounteous world that he had created. And I think that's a special joy in our time when we're becoming more and more aware how this beautiful earth that God has given us has been crucified by greed and pollution. It's the feast today of the regeneration of all of creation. Because today Christ rises again. Christ who comes to make a new creation in him. Remaking mankind in God's image because he is the resplendent image of the unseen God. As St. Paul tells us. All creation sings for joy. Even as it says at the end of the reading. All wild beasts, all birds of heaven, and all living reptiles, all the fish of the sea, today have something of the promise of the resurrection. That all creation has hope because Christ is risen again. And Christ has finally accomplished this mission that God gave to man and woman of filling the earth and conquering it. That everywhere in God's creation, Christ is present. Christ is victorious. In the beautiful sunset, in the dark alley, Christ is present and Christ is victorious. So, it's the end of Lent. If you're like me, at the end of this Mass, you're going to have a glass of wine. It's been 40 days. So when you raise your glass of wine, drink a toast to Jesus because he rose from the dead, but also to yourself because you have a savior to sinners because, because they have a redeemer to the wounded because they have a healer to all nations because they have a sacrifice and to all of creation because it has been filled with the presence of the conquering Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah!